welcome. My name is Katie and I am so, so happy that you have found me here. And here on this podcast, which is for ambitious, audacious women that are navigating ADHD. And really, my intention is to connect with as many other gorgeous females, girls, women that might suspect or absolutely know for sure um, and have had confirmation of having ADHD. And the reason I really want to talk about this and explore and kind of find out a little bit more about other people's experiences and share my experience um, is that my diagnosis has given me so much joy. (laughs) And that might sound weird, but it is really freaking given me freedom, um, pleasure, so much satisfaction. I could actually weep with relief. And I have done. And I'm sure if you have experienced the same diagnosis or you've looked into it if you've done the um the the stuff online and you've got a bit of an idea and obviously it's more and more um in the forefront and being talked about women girls being diagnosed now with ADHD then you will know what I'm talking about So really, my intention, my greatest wish is for us to build a community where we can celebrate each other's wins. We can talk about everything and anything. And the reason why I have called the podcast, you know, Ambitious, Audacious, um, (laughs) Ambitious, Audacious Women with ADHD is intentional really because I think the word ambition has actually got a really bad press and for me my interpretation of ambition is for women like me that really want to experience life to the fullest to (laughs) drop off this mortal coil knowing that we have kind of um, got every last bit of juice out of this incredible experience. And I know it's sometimes really difficult and bloody challenging. And sometimes it is wonderful. But really, that's what I'm all about. And I love other women I celebrate them. There is nothing better for me than chatting, sharing with intelligent, kind, incredible women. So that is where I start from with my wish. (laughs) You know, but I have struggled like we all have struggled. And, you know, I just think there's so much possibility in us as women, but with women with ADHD and whether you've been diagnosed, luckily enough to have been diagnosed much younger, 
or maybe it's come later on. And actually, with that, I was just speaking to somebody today about a late diagnosis. Um, it comes with a bit of a grieving process for some, you know, of all of the years that have gone by uh, where we've possibly been misunderstood. We have been less than self-compassionate to ourselves. Um, we have experienced huge amount of turmoil and shame and confusion around the fact that sometimes we are utterly brilliant and the juxtaposition of that with feeling that we have totally not got it together. So so this is for all the wonderful women, the wonderful girls around the world that are absolutely smashing it and at the same time also struggling. So, you know, I'm hoping that many people uh, have not had to wait till they're in their late 40s to be kind of seen, heard and understood. And but also let's just celebrate. Let's just I'm just going to I'm just going to put a few kind of qualities out there and see if they resonate with you. And so let me just start with the fact that I've just realized in the last few years that the best women in my circle I shouldn't say all of the best men, but many of the best women in my circle have ADHD or suspect they have ADHD. And I was really, really shocked at that. But actually, when you think about it, the qualities of ADHD kind of personalities are just so inspiring, actually. You know, so if any of these resonate with you, then I salute you and you should be celebrating saluting yourself. So are you driven, enthusiastic? You need variety to feel alive. You've got huge integrity and like a sense for um, a sixth sense for truth for when people are lying. Um, and this superhuman kind of quality that many of us kind of experience and, and, and are lucky enough to have, that when we go into a room, we can read that room and we can know what other people are thinking, feeling, whether they've had a good day. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a quality that I've noticed in other ADHD people, you know, are just like a fierce intelligence and like a brutal honesty, but not in a horrible way, just very honest about themselves and very honest and caring about other people, interested in other people, um, very quick to acknowledge their own um, kind of challenges. And I just love that. You know, in my opinion, having a conversation like that 
um, with somebody else that can be so just so interesting, so curious about life. Um, it's just an absolute pleasure. So let's just think about that for a moment and not just think about that, like really experience that in your body, that pleasure when some of those things perhaps resonate with you, not just in your head, but just allow yourself to kind of really feel that joy. Because often when we are, when we are living with ADHD, it's like more, we need to be more, we need to be better. We need to do more, we need to experience more. So actually, really important that I take the time, you take the time to just acknowledge those wonderful qualities. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns. I mean, that would be ridiculous. But let's just really acknowledge, which we don't allow ourselves very often, to just feel that deep gratitude for ourselves. You know, come on, girlfriend. Like, <laughs> you have worked your ass off, you know, to just, to get all the little things as well as all the big things. I mean, this is some serious drive, juggling all these plates with that little dopamine being produced in your brain. Okay, so I'm also suspecting you have a serious thirst for knowledge, you know, a lifelong relationship with learning. And this is also to be celebrated. This is the lifeblood of an incredible journey, in my opinion, that thirst for learning, the curiosity to still be engaged and to be open and almost childlike. Um, in many people with ADHD. Um, also just alluding to the fact that many people with ADHD look way younger than they are. Tick, tick. <laughs> so that is something to be celebrated, don't you think? Um, so let me just touch on kind of my story of my ADHD. Um, you know, I got a diagnosis really, really late and actually it was inspired by my wonderful brother, gorgeous, super intelligent, kind, well-balanced brother who about five years ago now sent me uh, an email with an article from a writer in in London um, who was writing an article for the Times, I think, or The Guardian, about his late um, diagnosis and surprising diagnosis of ADHD. And it was his account of, you know, his symptoms and his life thus far, and it was revelatory for him and for me. I literally 
it was a drop the mic moment. I cried again. <laughs> I cried with the relief. I cried with this acknowledgement, um, you know, of his stories, his successes. And it just really, it resonated with me so much, you know, and I went for the truth of it all, for the confusion, the lack of self-compassion, as I said earlier. Um, and it just made sense of all the enthusiasm, the ideas, the love of people, um, the massive intuition. And it was a wonderful moment. Um and I also realized that that's why I was able to help so many people um, and that they also <laughs> obviously had ADHD in hindsight. So let's just really go back to basics for those of you um, that might not know or might need reminding. That the basic kind of in simple terms, and obviously we've got many different brain circuitry, even though we've got ADHD, there's, we're all, you know, we're all individuals. And obviously I'm not a doctor. Um, but the ADHD brain does not produce enough dopamine. And the best way that I can talk about this or describe this is... Um, an or a story, an analogy from my incredible, intelligent friend, Jilly Lozer. And I got Jilly um, to <laughs> twisted her arm to come on a kind of group Zoom call that I'd hosted for people that were clueless pretty much about ADHD. And Jilly, who is kind of very fiercely determined, extremely intelligent, extremely kind, had a um, an ADHD clinic in the States for quite a number of years. So a, an absolute expert and so passionate about this subject, um, being ADHD herself. And I will never forget the kind of moment, the aha, kind of silent little split second where she just said to everyone on this Zoom that she'd never met before. Um, okay, so let me just explain. So you are, you have been given the task of getting all the berries off this bush for the rest of your tribe so they can eat and not go hungry. And you stand at this bush and you think, all right, I am going to do it. I am going to do this for my tribeswomen. However, unbeknownst to you, you have an ADHD brain that does not produce enough dopamine. Dopamine is the chemical that keeps you focused on the task in hand. And with the best will in the world, even, you know, with all of the intention, the best intentions, you literally cannot stand at this bush 
for the amount of time and finish the task. You are compelled. You are compelled <laughs> to just leave and be distracted. You cannot stay focused because of the lack of dopamine being produced in your brain. And I'll never forget all these faces on this Zoom because it, it on the Zoom because it really kind of illuminated, highlighted with such a simple story the fact that this this is the brain chemistry that was going on, you know, and it's in brain scan. We can see, you know, we can't deny this. And Jilly then went on to talk about how, like, I can't remember the percentage. I don't want to get it wrong. But something like 80% of people with ADHD, when she med when she gave them medication, it was literally like being blind and putting on glasses for the first time. And you could see. That is the difference. And I'm not advocating medication. You know, I can only speak for myself. Um, and obviously, this is Jilly's experience in her clinic. But, you know, everybody's different and it doesn't obviously suit some people. <laughs> but I just will never forget that beautiful illustration of the lack of dopamine being made in our brain. Okay, so there goes the berries on the bush story. Jilly, you will always be. <laughs> that story will be imprinted on my mind forever. Now, if you recognize any of these kind of symptoms or these stories resonate with you, you might also recognize the big emotional response that many of us have to live with. And that can be incredibly powerful and it can be positive in my experience and it can be negative. So this dysregulation of emotions can be a huge problem if we do not know how we kind of navigate this and regulate our emotions and have the skills and learn the skills, develop the pause and the many things that we can do. But, you know, often our emotions have been dismissed all of our lives. We're too much. Um, you know, <laughs> that just reminds me I'm going to go off on a tangent because I can and I do. Um, because I remember that. I mean, how can I not think now, looking back in hindsight, you know, I'm too much. I mean, look at her. Look at what she's dressed in. I mean, who does she think she is? And if I could just uh, just take a moment to bow to my mum, it's no wonder people thought I was too much. But I did have a great wardrobe. I used to design the clothes and my mum used to make them for me. I mean, we're talking like white trousers, purple and green paisley, um, with purple suede high heels and like a turtleneck purple top and a batching paisley scarf, big hoop earrings. I mean, God, I was lucky. Thank you, mum. Um, 
But, you know, it's this this being too much, being a bit eccentric, a bit quirky. And, this, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you've got big outgoing personalities because you can be introverted as well. You could be a daydreamer. It doesn't mean that you're, like, really kind of energetic either and busy and fidgety because often that can appear in childhood and then we go inwards with it and our brains are just like busy but we've learned to mask the symptoms so you know if you do experience those big emotions and find it really hard to to keep them in check they can really mess with your relationships you know with your partner your children if we just don't know how to do that dance. Um, you know, and we can get really angry. Naught to 10 in, you know, very quickly. Because anger is the tip of passion, right? You know, your body telling you that something matters. Well, what's underneath that anger? is the question that I ask you, that I ask myself, you know, what's underneath the emotion of anger? Often, you know, fear, rejection, um, guilt, you know, just underneath these big emotions, the sense of shame maybe, you know, we're harboring all these things and they're quite difficult to navigate. So, I'm hoping that these episodes are going to be really juicy, covering all the things that my friends, my colleagues, my peers are interested in. And and, and just as an aside, you know, so many entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs are ADHD for all the reasons that, that the the ability to take risks, the creativity, the drive, the ambition. You know, let's really acknowledge that. And more and more people are talking about that. And now is the time to embrace all our idiosyncrasies, all our foibles, work out the workarounds, find the tech that's going to help us. Um so, yes, we are here to talk about all of the things, the business, the relationships, um, the sex, the children. <laughs> and I would love for you to get in touch, tell me what you're interested in, um, what you what we can discover more about. Um you know, latest science, anything at all. I'm just so, so keen to connect and build a community of like-minded, gorgeous women, females, girls. So thank you for joining me. Please subscribe and review if you liked it. Um, <laughs> I will be adding show notes and you will find all the links um, to anything I've mentioned. My Instagram, you can find me on Instagram and so grateful for you sharing this time with me and I will see you next time.